welcome to Everyday Design, the podcast to empower and educate homeowners on how to best deliver their extension or renovation projects to make sure the end result is perfect for your lifestyle, personality and taste. I am Abigail Hall, technical design expert and consultant to the construction industry. For almost 15 years, I've been delivering very high-end and complex renovations with some pretty hefty budgets. I've also undertaken a fair number of my own renovation projects with much smaller and restricted budgets. And I want to share with you my knowledge, contacts and a few of the lessons I've learned along the way. Each week, we talk to a different expert about their product or service so we can learn technical jargon, the easy mistakes to avoid, the need to's, the nice to's and how to get the finish we want on time and in budget. And this week, I'm very excited to be talking to Chris Bridgman of Bridgman and Bridgman and we're talking about green roofs. So welcome, Chris. Hi, Abby. Thanks for having me along. Oh, it's my pleasure. Let me tell you a little bit about Chris, because this is a guy with some pretty serious credentials. Um, Chris and his father started their current practice almost 15 years ago. So you and I have been practicing it about this for about the same amount of time, Chris. Now, right. I tell everyone I'm 28 years old, so uh, yeah. don't do the maths about how old I, I pretend I was when I started. But so Chris and his father, they straight away started working on some pretty hefty and high profile projects, including the Olympic Park and Terminal 5 of Heathrow Airport. In the last decade, they've really focused on living roofs, doing Europe's largest turf roof, Scotland's biggest wildflower roof, and each year about 250 living roofs for the likes of you and me. Of course, they've won awards, but more importantly, the whole team are straight talking and just really knowledgeable and nice girls and guys. Uh, Have a look at their uh, website if you want to see a brilliant time lapse video of a green living roof being done. And I'm really excited that this podcast is going to be coming out on uh, Green Roof Day, which I was so proud to tell you about, Chris. And then you told me that you invented that. So uh, that's, that's World Green Roof Day, yeah. World, world. global. Yeah, I wanted to go big in the first year. So. Exactly so. But that's absolutely fantastic. Now, let's get straight into this because it's so easy to get confused. I've mentioned green roofs, I've mentioned living roofs. What is the difference between a green roof and a roof terrace with plants? Okay, so if we take the roof terrace with plants and we'll say that's a roof garden, so you could recreate anything that you could have on the ground up on the roof and access that and have a barbecue out there. Does that, does that, do you get the feel for that as a? Yeah, and and I can picture those. That's where you've got a balustrade. So you've got something protecting the edge of that green roof because you've got a door onto it and you can wander around. Yeah, so that's your safety system. That's going to stop you falling off the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll keep that as a a roof garden, but green roofs, which is a great question, if we imagine that as, say we were in Iceland and it was a sod roof, a turf roof, that is, imagine that as our green roof. I'm with you, so where where you're using, almost blending the building into the greenery around it. So it it looks like turf or it looks like it's flowers. With, With quite a thin layer, yeah, so... It's not going to add huge depth onto the roof that would be there anyway. So we're covering the roof with green, with living um, vegetation. So that, that's what we'll, we'll talk as. And that's, what, and that's either called, in, and that term is interchangeable. So living roof or green roof, if you're talking to your architect or your, your contractor, your builder, you could use either of those terms and they pretty much know it's the same thing. So living roof's a really good one because it means it's alive, 
people were saying, well, my roof isn't green all year round. Is it still a green roof? And then you know, there's different variants where they, they've been, they're known as brown roofs, which that's where the real confusion sometimes come in. But basically, they're all the same thing. They're all living roofs. And it's, got, it's got plants on it that are alive. Yeah, exactly. green roof is the most common um, sort of name that's that's referenced to them. Kind of catch-all. Now, tell me, um, if I'm planning one of my extensions and I'm thinking I'm going to have space potentially, and I and I like the visuals I've seen online on of green roofs, yeah. do, does the roof have to be flat to you have a green roof system? No, not at all. I mean, you can have uh, pitch roofs or curved dome roofs. Um, there's lots and lots of different types of roofs and systems available that, that you can have add green to them. That's so. fantastic. And, and the pitch roofs, what kind of angle could you go up to with that pitch roof? So um, the BMI film studio in Warwick has got a 45 degree uh, green roof. That's amazing. Because I think a lot of the examples that you see, and certainly the examples that I've installed on big commercial properties, are always flat. Sure. So yeah. It's not your go-to thing to think about. No, and, and I suppose if, if it got any steeper, then it would become a green wall. But, um, yeah. a, you know, the common ones that we've installed on domestic properties tend to be around sort of 20 to 30 degree pitch roofs. Yes. Um, which is really nice because you can see them from the ground as well as above. Yeah, that is a really nice aspect. And I hadn't thought of that before, the ability to see it from down below. I'm always thinking about green roofs from your ability to see it from above. Um, Now, And obviously the pitch of the roof, that is is for our listeners, that's really going to be for your your structural engineer and your architect to be able to contribute that. They're going to know the pitch of your roof to suit the internal usage. But if you're really super keen to have a green roof and you know it has to be pitched, that your architect and you can talk, uh, you Chris can talk quite early on to make sure that those angles are right absolutely angles and and weight loading you know making sure that the roof can take that weight so if you do want a green roof then it's so important that you let your architect know as soon as you can so that it can be designed with a green roof in mind and it's worth saying that the additional load that comes from a green roof and again that video that I referenced you can see the various layers going onto the roof system before you lay the sedum. It's actually, it's not that substantial, but it just does need to be considered to make sure that there's enough depth for an upstand and there's the drainage and that the load of the building, the extension can take it. But it's not that complicated, is it? No, not at all. And and what the, what the, the calculations that will be given to the architect is the fully saturated load of that roof. So as much rain and snow that we could ever imagine on top of that roof the architect will know that weight and that you know on average that's around 120 kilograms per square meter which isn't a huge amount and that's not in construction the world that's not a lot no and that's with with snow on it with rain you know that's fully weighted so worst case scenario and just talking about i mentioned there apologies i use a technical term because i i talked about that layer of sedum that's I always think of that interchangeably. Some people call that turf or they call it the, the bedding layer of the flowers. Can you talk me through the different different types that there are? Yeah, of course. So um, you've got seed. Lots of them come in blanket form. So like rolls of turf, you get rolls of sedum. You also get wildflower blankets. So they all generally come on a 20 mil rolled up layer, which is your, your finishing um, surface, your finishing vegetation. 
below that you've then got your your growing medium which for green roofs is called is known as substrate so it's um lightweight aggregate which allows the water to flow through yeah it's also quite low in organic content so it's not growing as quick as your garden would be yeah and then below that, you might have a, a layer of something to build it up or some insulation. But that's really where the roofing contractor might come in to help with that. Yeah, um, absolutely. You, and as part of the green roof system, it's quite common that you'll have a, a drainage or a reservoir layer that allows the water to drain off as it would naturally if you didn't have a green roof there. So it's those, a separation. Going back to those types of cedar. I've, I feel like I've seen everything from these really low profile, almost like succulents, yeah. really, really pretty, very Instagrammable green roots, <laughs> all the way through to what looks like a wildflower meadow. Yeah. And is that is that right? Is there, It's whatever you want, you can have. Absolutely. If you've got the depth there for it to grow. So wildflowers, you're going to want a deeper depth and uh, they need a bigger root zone sedums are actually alpine succulents so they don't root very much and they store the water in their leaves so they leave, they need a lot less um, growing medium underneath them and do any of these need special access or supply for watering um well this is a debate in the industry and if you a lot of people wouldn't allow for water but in my opinion we're getting you know real dry spells this spring is no yeah. exception we, yeah, you know. we're recording we're recording this during lockdown of 2020 and um, we've had record kind of met office record levels of sunlight during the month of may yeah, yeah. so yeah exactly but that, that's not that's not um sort of hot topic in the news understandably so we're not mm. hearing about that but yeah. you know roofs are they're suffering like like we're suffering in the heat you know that they're, they're, they're a living being so Having water available, I would always recommend. You know, hopefully you never have to use it. The idea of green roofs is they they don't need lots of water added to them. But you know, at the end of the day, these are living organisms, and and water need you know helps everyone and everything to survive. So, and what and what's nice about that is that the watering systems for green roofs do not have to be particularly complicated. It's it's not beyond the wit of man to get a supply of water to a new roof while you're doing an extension. And you can even embed um, a, a, a very minimal irrigation system into the green roof. So it's not like you have to stand at a window with a hose pipe, you know, Equally, if you can reach it from the from your, from the ground level with your hose pipe, then I'd do the same. You know, if, if that was my extension, and I'd, I'd water it from the ground level. Oh, you know? Yeah, again, so it really doesn't have to be expensive or complicated at all. No, no just just really important that there is water available should it ever be needed. <laughs> and it is, I mean, because I think that is potentially one of the concerns when you see a beautiful green roof that's fully in bloom. When you've got the wildflowers, for example, it's stunning. I mean, it's it's yeah. like being part of a meadow, and to be in a city centre, for example, and have that is absolutely fantastic. On the flip side, I can imagine when you've got two foot high of kind of dry, what looks like just grass, sure. yeah. maybe that's not that attractive. So, is there is there any maintenance that should be done to that? I mean, should you ever cut these kind of things or is there a benefit of leaving it longer and letting it go brown i mean if, the, if they're a wildflower roof then there's a 
you need to crop them at a point in the year, which which is at the point where the seed heads are re you know redispersed to the roof. But it's important that that's raked off and taken away because we don't want it to become a fire hazard. But Abby, I've been to some roofs that look as dead as a dodo, and you know with a little bit of attention, they they all come back. That's the amazing thing about them. Even sedum roofs can look really barren, but they will come back and they will survive. And the beauty of it is that. The stronger species that you want there will grow through. It's the ones you don't want that die off. So it's not the end of the world if you do see a really barren uh, living roof because it will recover. Well, and, and that's really interesting because you said they're alpine. And I always think of it is amazing in spring if you ever go up into the mountains where there's been three, four months of snow and these plants that have been sitting underneath that the whole time. No sunlight, nothing frozen solid ground and they absolutely they spring back up every single year so my god if they can if they can survive that they can survive the uk no absolutely you know and equally i I was in croatia and we were walking along some some cliff face really exposed dry barren cliff face and sedums all over it you know doing incredibly well yeah um, Um, they're a really good tool um it's interesting the point you mentioned about if you do have the wildflower one that point where i'm sorry i'm kind of paraphrasing but almost you're deadheading you know your your flowers that are there you you have to think about maintenance so whether that's access to it or whether that's something that can be done either access at high level or access from the ground and is that something that as a i mean i know that you're a contractor that do this do you offer maintenance? Is it something that someone would have to pay for annually or is it something they could pretty much do themselves? Well, you can do it yourselves if you can do it safely. We also offer as a, offer it as a service. And if there's no form of um, full restraint, we, we do bring our own um, man-safe systems, which is would stop us falling off the roof. We wear harnesses yeah. um, and access it that way, which, you know, I'd, I'd encourage every domestic homeowner to to do it safely themselves there's, you know it's there's no point doing this unsafely oh agreed completely health and safety is the very very first thing you think about in construction and and again your architect and your green roof designer will be thinking of these things for you it shouldn't be down to you to think of it at the end of the day but it is a very good point you make there chris yeah, really but but yeah everything you know that there was a time where green roofs were being sold that they were no maintenance that that isn't the case everything needs maintaining if we took a, a standard seed and roof you'd, you'd be looking at two maintenance visits a year so uh, perhaps a feed in the springtime to give it a boost and kick start and then we'd revisit in the autumn we'd remove any weeds that we didn't want there or you know just give it a health check perhaps a watering at that point so that that's the sort of rule of thumb for sedum and if you have wildflower you'd probably have an extra one or two visits which would be the time where you you cut the roof down and remove the horizon you know all in all they're not onerous you know you're not going to be out there every fortnight like your garden exactly that's what i was going to say compared to i mean if you imagine having a garden and someone saying yeah you only need to go into it four times a year to look sure. after it. <laughs> Yeah, that garden. <laughs> I have that garden. I really need that. <laughs> On everyday design, we do often come around to talking about money, the most awkward subject. But here, I'm not going to just talk about cash. I want to talk about the cost advantage of a green roof. We've talked about how pretty it is and about how lovely it is. And, you know, the looking out your bedroom window and having this wild flower meadow right there is absolutely stunning. But what are the other advantages of a green roof system? Well, it's it's said that having 
the layer of green roof on top of your waterproof layer. So imagine if there was no green roof at all, you'd have perhaps a felt layer on your extension. Where you've got a green roof above that, you're actually protecting that waterproof membrane from the sun and the rain and the elements. So it's not going to be broken down by that. So you might have a, a big, you will have a bigger initial cost, but it's likely that your roof is going to last three times as long because it's not exposed. So if you spread that out across the lifespan of the roof, that that's that's going to make you a big saving in the future. And that and that make that's just complete logic. That just makes sense, doesn't it? And we all know that. And we, you and I were joking earlier about kind of 1970s flat roofs, which mm. were you know kind of ply and a bit of tar sure. and and leaked after kind of three years. Technology has moved on significantly since then, but this is exactly as you say. That's another layer of protection, and the and the thermal benefit you get is like a lovely, it's like a duvet around. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna help with noise as well. Um, insulation. I mean, going back to the, um, you know, protecting the roof layer. In in hotter climates, in hotter countries, they used to put a layer of sand on the roof to stop the bitumen melting, which is where green roofs. Are thought to have come about because they then vegetate, you know, seeded exactly. themselves and yeah. vegetated, and that's. And know. someone looked at it and thought, "My God, that's really pretty." And oh, yeah. Yeah. Job. I, I I might also mention as well. Now, the green roofs that I've done have always been on bigger commercial developments, and it has been a requirement of um, the planning department. If you imagine some of the big apartment blocks that you see built in cities, they have huge roof areas, and to make them green is just to make them infinitely more attractive. Mm. Um, but are you noticing that there's a bit of a trend that local authorities and planning departments like to see green roofs yeah definitely that's becoming more apparent across the country and it's being written into more and more sort of planning documents and and visions for towns and cities but what we're finding is a lot more people are having these by choice they want them so many now we've done as birthday presents or you know this was the main reason or or the best thing about the extension was that i was going to have the green roof so there's so much more awareness and people wanting them by design rather than just because they're being told to now which I just find fantastic yeah absolutely agreed more of that and I don't know that we've got hard data around this yet but increase to property value if it's got a green roof versus not uh, well, I'd pay more for it, I think. <laughs> well, well, again, I, I'd love this to be super scientific and me to cite a study that's got, you know, kind of 10,000 bits of data contributing towards it. But for me, it feels like someone who's invested in a green roof has invested in the extension. There's I just so, yeah. quality, the sign of quality, isn't it? And the longevity of the roof as well. Yeah. You know, that's a huge... If, if I was to buy a property and it had a green roof, I'd know that that roof... I wasn't likely to ever have to replace that in my lifetime, which yeah. is so unusual. That's fantastic. Now, I'm, um, let's say I'm not doing an extension, but I do have areas of kind of concrete that are exposed and unused. Yeah. Can I apply this system to them? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, we always think if we're doing green roofs, it's going to be at height. But a lot of, you know, we've done basement extensions and stuff that have got concrete decks and and we do put systems on those as well. So basically, as long as you've got kind of drainage, yeah. whatever water, which you need, whether it was exposed concrete or sedum or wildflower, you, you basically can put the system in. 
Uh, absolutely, yeah. As, long, as you said, as long as you've got that drainage and somewhere for the water, the excess water to escape to, by by all means, you can use these types of systems. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm already thinking. You know, London is pretty much being uh, cut off to car traffic now. That's it. I've got a plan. Every road, let's make them all green. You know. <laughs> yeah, more suds, more suds at ground level. Yeah. Why, why why not? And I'm particularly keen on encouraging wildlife, particularly honeybees. Yeah. I'm just a, I'm a sucker for those favourite insects. Would you recommend a particular sedum or plant, not for bees particularly, but to encourage wildlife? Well, wildflower is fantastic for um, encouraging the wildlife and it is more uh, biodiversity rich than sedums on their own. If I, if I was to design my own personal roof, I would definitely want to incorporate the two. So take, a, say we had a, a rectangular roof that I looked out onto from a bedroom window, I'd have a deeper area through the middle where wildflower would be able to grow, but I would surround that with sedums because I know at different times of the year, they're gonna come into their own. And if it was all wildflower, um, I know that quite a lot of the year it could potentially look quite barren and, and not be in flower. So it's really, I love the contrast of sedum and wildflower and the deeper depths of substrate because it really gives that additional benefit to the wildlife so and that's that's brilliant and if you have so if you've decided as part of your extension or renovation you're really keen to do this the earlier you are telling your architect or telling your builder and the earlier we can get Chris someone like you involved then that can be planned that can be planned for that can be built into the design and you can get that rather than doing it retrospectively right at the end absolutely yeah but just you know key point be aware you're never going to get a poppy field all year round on your roof you know it's never going to look like that beautiful meadow all year round so as long as you know it's that managing that expectation and and I've seen lots of people that have been sold that dream but they don't get it because it just doesn't exist a little bit of thought about different times of the year and different conditions that we're going through you know with the climate with the heat um, it's definitely a, a, a real thing to consider and if you're if you're having conversations with your gardener, your landscape designer, whoever it is, if you're if you're having your garden redone, they're probably going to be saying the same thing to you. You're not going to get your beautiful flowers in the garden all year long. It is, as you say, it's recommending that introduction of variety. Yeah. So throughout the year, you have got something a bit different. It's just applying it to a, a higher level. What are my my takeaway actions? So if I've decided I absolutely 100% want a living roof, that's what I want. What, what do I need to do? What are my takeaway actions? Then definitely tell your architect from the beginning that is what you want because you will get a much better, you'll, it'll be a much better green roof system that you can have because your architect will be aware of the weight that they need to allow for this to happen. Brilliant. That would be the key, yeah, definitely the key point. And where can I go and find more information? So there's the, the Green Roof Organisation, GROW, which is the UK trade body for green roofing. On there, you'll find manufacturers, designers, consultants and contractors like ourselves. Or you can visit our website, which is gardensinthesky.co.uk um, or find us on social media. Um, that's at Bridgman Landscapes. There's no E in Bridgman. Thank you so much, really, for more information on today's show. Any links we've mentioned or to find other episodes, go to the EDD podcast website, which is eddpodcast.com, 
follow us on instagram and twitter at edd podcast and please subscribe and rate this podcast it helps other homeowners learn how to design their happiness um, thank you chris and thank you for listening i'm abigail hall and this has been everyday design <laughs>